The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Amber Farrow about how her Disney's Fairy Tale Wedding's plans changed when COVID-19 hit and she was able to pull off an amazing elopement and an at-home reception in the meantime while she waits to have her rescheduled Disney's Fairy Tale Wedding. So welcome, Amber. Hi, Carrie. So happy to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to find out what your original plans were for your Disney's fairy tale wedding. Initially, we were booked under the old escape collection. So we were planning on doing Seabreeze Point at 9.30 in the morning after we had done like a Magic Kingdom Magic portrait Kingdom. session. <laughs> and then we had been calling it a brunchin just because... <laughs> We like to be extra. <laughs> um, so our brunchin was going to be at the attic kind of immediately following the cake and champagne celebration. And then we were going to do a dessert party at Sego K at the Grand Floridian that evening. And when did you figure out that you needed to cancel or postpone your plans? So we kind of held off as long as we could. <laughs> We waited until I think like mid-April before we, we made the call to postpone. It was actually the week that all of the coordinators were furloughed. Oh. So Lindsay, she was our coordinator and she emailed us and was like, hey, this is what's going on. We don't know, you know when we're going to be back. Here are your options. And, and that's when we made the decision to, to just postpone a full year out. Got it. So you're going to have your, now a vow renewal, but your wedding ceremony, <laughs> are you going to keep all the same locations and everything? So yeah, it'll actually be May 21st. So it's, we, we couldn't do the Saturday still. So we're just the Friday before. So it'll technically be a day before, but yeah, we're keeping everything the same. The only things that changed were our dessert party we initially had wanted like an Epcot in-park dessert party, but because in 2020 it was over Memorial Day weekend, we weren't able to get any locations. Hmm. <laughs> so we're going to be at UK Lockside, 
Oh, great. Yeah, so we're actually really excited about that. We're hoping, fingers crossed, for a ride mixed in and that fireworks are back by the time we, you know, we're there. Okay, great. So then at what point did you decide to elope to the Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah? It, it took us maybe a week after we had postponed with Disney, and we just kind of went back and forth on what made the most sense for us. So yeah, we, we live in Utah, but James's family is all based out of like Southern California, Huntington Beach area. And then my parents, <laughs> they live in Virginia, about 40 miles outside of DC. So it, it was a big ask back in, you know, April. <laughs> Be like, hey guys, you wanna hop on a plane? during this craziness and, and come to Utah. So we had a lot of conversations with both sides of our family and just decided what James says something. <laughs> He's like, we were married to our date, so we had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bumped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so was anybody able to come, just local people, or did some of your family brave the flight? Yeah, so all of our family came. We were super grateful that they were all able to make it. And then we had planned initially on, I think, around like 30 local like family members and friends that were also going to join us on the Salt Flats. But that <laughs> didn't necessarily go according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I usually ask for a timeline of how the day ran, but your story is so epic and it, it has so many like, <laughs> like uh, false starts. Can you just tell the whole story? <laughs> yeah. We, we like to say that it was just like crazy. It was just chaos. Chaos was our wedding day. So we had originally planned, you know, on the salt flats to do a evening ceremony uh, we were aiming for like 6.30 or 7 p.m. whenever the golden hour was at its dreamiest, right? <laughs> so we kind of watching the weather leading up. It had been gorgeous for weeks, um, but it's, you know, spring in Utah, so things can happen. And we started seeing rain on the forecast and we we're like, okay, like we can handle rain. That's fine. It was just predicted to be like 0.3 inches. So we were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it gets to be our wedding day and it's cloudy. We're like, you know what? We've seen gorgeous, you know, weddings with cloudy pictures. Like that's fine. So we head out to the salt flats. They're about an hour and 45 minutes away from where we live. We had chairs rented. We had uh, like tents that we were going to put up so we could change our clothes. We had like just a lot of stuff that was coming out there with us. So we left around 3.30 in this big caravan of cars uh, have that had the tents and the chairs and everything. And at four o'clock, I got a text message from our florist. She had been out there kind of all morning setting up this gorgeous grounded floral arch it's essentially just like 
flowers that they make look like it's just popping up at you know in the middle of nowhere <laughs> so she texts us and she's like hey you know don't want to alarm you but the wind is really picking up and it just might be something you know you'll want on your radar we're like okay sure <laughs> so we <laughs> keep driving and we're on the freeway going out to the salt flats and we start passing these road signs and it had been you know sprinkling and a little windy I'm like all right whatever so we start passing road signs that just read you know 50 plus mile per hour winds ahead use caution <laughs> like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> so we, we keep going about another half hour in, we get a text from our photographer and videographer, and they had just arrived at the Salt Flats. Like, hey, so it's, it's stormy. You might want to be really careful on the roads. They get a little treacherous at like this mile marker, and we're like, okay. So, <laughs> but, you know, they were still really positive, really like, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be windy and gorgeous and wonderful. Okay. So we get up to the mile marker they referenced and it the roads were just very, very dangerous. There were cars pulled over on the side of the road uh, just because they didn't want to keep going. <laughs> and it's, you know, like a, a two lane freeway. There's no exits it's a very very remote there were like literally semi trucks <laughs> that their trailers were just swaying um and looking like they were just gonna kind of take a tumble there were semis pulling off so it was yeah it was a little scary i was in a car with my parents uh james was in a separate car with his best man and I started texting him being like, so are we, are we doing this thing? Cause it, it was crazy. And you know, he was just like, whatever, whatever you want. And I was like, okay. So we keep going, we get more text messages and now we're getting like a little kind of cell phone video from our photographer of our floral arch. And it's just like, sideways like just <laughs> just getting blown to bits the florist's husband is like I don't, I don't know how to describe it he was like leaning down into the wind just like you know how Michael Jackson does that move but you know <laughs> just a regular guy in really strong winds. <laughs> so uh, the roads were scary we we saw what we were coming up on and around like 5 p.m., we just decided that it wasn't safe to ask our guests to continue out there. <laughs> so we started sending text messages and phone calls and just letting people know that it, it wasn't safe and we would prefer it if they stayed home, which was a hard choice, <laughs> but, but one that I ultimately feel really good about. We had a couple people that were still 
like in the Salt Lake City area that were like, yeah, it's getting bad here. I can't imagine. So we called everybody off and then just me and my mom and dad, we start kind of discussing what our options were. So after postponing our Disney wedding, this was kind of, you know, a lot to take in to have another day, you know, feeling like it was being ruined. So we're like, well, you know, the weather forecast for Saturday, the next day looks gorgeous and perfect. Let's, you know, talk to hair and makeup. Let's talk to our photo video team and see if there's any chance they're available to come back the next day. We had all of our rentals through the weekend, you know. So we called hair and makeup first. She was super surprised to get the call. (laughs) But she was like, yeah, I, you know, I do have another wedding tomorrow, but we could squeeze you in at like 5am. And I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) And then we got to the salt flats and our sweet little florist and our photo video team all kind of crawled into our car (laughs) and we had kind of like a round table like what do we do so our photo video team also had another wedding the next day but we you know let them know that I had already put a call into hair and makeup we could be done by like 7 a.m getting hair and makeup done and they're like well you know we have a wedding in the evening so if we could be out here at like 11 a.m we can come and and cover for you guys which was so nice of them (laughs) so we're like yeah let's let's do it so I, I feel like after that point it was around probably 5, 5.45, when we had our huddle, we sent somebody to James's car, made sure he was cool with that. (laughs) By that time, we had a handful of guests that were already kind of too far by the time we, we called it off. So we had a couple of guests showing up that, you know, were just kind of staying in their cars because the weather was crazy. We're like, all right, let's, you know, let's do this thing. So obviously with the wind and rain, we weren't able to set up the tents and chairs and kind of everything we had brought with us. So we had a cargo van that James and his groomsmen changed in. And then there's a glorious rest stop bathroom (laughs) that has just the most vibrant orange subway tiles (laughs) and that's where I got my you know that's where I got dressed got my dress on um with the help of my sisters-in-law and my mom so that was a really sweet moment looking back (laughs) and then you know we we did the thing so we drove back out onto the flats we tried to wait for the wind to die down we tried to wait for the rain to die down um but it really wasn't letting up so I think around like seven o'clock we got out of the cars (laughs) it was 
so cold. <laughs> All of us are just kind of like shaking in the video. It's great. But we got out of the cars and there wasn't necessarily an aisle because <laughs> we didn't have chairs or anything. We just kind of had this poor floral arch. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of took a couple pictures separately and then uh, our photographer kind of gathered up all of the people that were there, which was just mainly our our families. My bridal party made it out. And like I said, a couple of guests and everybody just kind of grabbed some umbrellas and we made a little makeshift aisle <laughs> and we, we, we did it. So it was, it was crazy, but it was, it was really great. Wow. And so then the next day you went back out and did a photo shoot? We, we did it all again, actually. So all of our kind of local family and friends that were able to make it on Saturday that didn't have other plans, uh, we invited them back out and we set up the chairs. And, oh, I should say our our floral arch was too big to move. <laughs> so it just stayed overnight. So it just kind of hung out in the windstorm. <laughs> How did it look in the morning? <laughs> it survived. Our florist went out at like 8 a.m. and checked on it. She took out, we had like a lot of peonies and granunculus some more delicate flowers so some of those that didn't fare as well she kind of pulled those out um, refreshed what she could with you know just what she had left over from the day before <laughs> but it survived so she you know texted us bright and early I was finishing up my my 5 a.m hair and makeup <laughs> and we we went back out there and we just did basically the whole thing again we set up the chairs. We had our best man uh, officiated. So he came back out with us and we, we kind of did the, the ceremony we had planned initially. The night before, we cut a lot of things just for the sake of getting people out of the cold. <laughs> so our 20-minute ceremony the night before was maybe five minutes of just kind of nitty gritty getting it done. But yeah. Wow. Okay. And so then a few months later, you threw an at-home reception that was Disney themed. Can you tell my listeners a bit about that? Yeah. So the reception we had planned, you know, back in 2018 when we were still, you know, planning a Disney wedding. So it was initially supposed to be for around 150 guests, but obviously with COVID, we had to change that up a little bit. So we we took our guest list and we kind of picked around 50 people that we really, really wanted to be able to celebrate with in person and then the rest, we set up a virtual reception just over like Zoom. Yeah, we had, I think, of the 50 we invited, I think we had around 45 that actually came to our in-person reception. And then our virtual reception didn't 
go according to plan. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so we uh, we had planned on around 60 people for the virtual, but the the day of we we just kind of planned for it to be around an hour and it was going to be kind of immediately before our our in-person reception started in that venue. And we found out really quickly that their internet was not up to the task. Mm. <laughs> so we we had a really hard time uh, sort of connecting. <laughs> so by the time we had given up on the Wi-Fi and, and started our virtual reception, it was about 15 minutes after the, the start time we had told people. So of the 60, I think we had like 20 people that actually waited it out and and joined us for that virtual reception. So, you know, check your Wi-Fi if you're going to have a virtual reception. (laughs) What venue did you hold the reception in? So it's this gorgeous venue called The Fifth Floor. It's in Ogden, Utah. So it's kind of northern Utah, which is a little far for us. But we met while I was in college in northern Utah. So it was kind of like an homage to where we met and spent a lot of time in the beginning of our relationship. So it was a beautiful old loft. So just picture like really gorgeous exposed brick, crazy tall ceilings, just like the most beautiful strong lights. It It's stunning all by itself. So we, we kind of took that really beautiful canvas and through a little Disney at it. <laughs> now, I loved the Disney touches that you added. They were so clever. Can you tell my listeners a bit about what you did? Did you DIY all of them? We DIY'd some and then put our faith in really great vendors for the others. We, we didn't have a theme necessarily. So we we weren't really tied to one film we are not you know quote unquote favorite people (laughs) so we we don't have a favorite disney movie we just have you know moments and movies that that mean a lot to us kind of across the board so we took those moments and tried to highlight them uh we had um the mailbox from up um that was kind of a DIY we did like vinyl lettering because nobody's handwriting is that good (laughs) (laughs) but so we did vinyl lettering for our names and then did the the paint for the handprints um all in our wedding colors just to make it a little more personal um we had the adventure book from up for our guest book um one of my favorite little Disney touches for our our Disney wedding, when we made our invitations for the Disney wedding, uh, I commissioned uh, quite a few illustrations. So we had had, you know, James and I, my husband and I, um, kind of Disney-fied into cartoons um, in front of the same artist's rendition of Cinderella's Castle in Florida. She also did uh, an illustration of our dog, Remy, our cat, Willow. And then 
um, an illustration of Seabreeze Point. Hmm. So we used all of those in our invitations and then we tried to reuse them wherever we could. So for a wedding favor at the reception, because a lot of the people that we had initially planned to invite weren't going to be joining us in Florida, we still wanted them to have like a piece of Florida. <laughs> so we took our Seabreeze Point illustration, kind of simplified it down a bit and had it made into enamel pins. We, you know, we collect pins when we're at Disney. So we like had a little sign that was like for your pin collection. Um, and then these kind of fun custom enamel pins, which our guests really loved. We have a couple other Disney lovers in the family and they were obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was really fun. Uh, We had like a lot of Funko Pops and figurines that we, you know, we already had. We're already Disney people. So (laughs) just kind of got to reuse a lot of things we had Um, for our photo booth. um, We were fortunate enough that, Our parents went to Disney in February of this year, um, and they went to the character warehouse, the little kind of discount outlet shop in Florida, and picked up some discounted uh, headbands and plushies and um, just some fun Disney things, and we used that for our photo booth. Um, and then kind of the, you know, focal point for our whole reception was our cake. (laughs) So if you've seen the Pixar film WALL-E, there's this precious scene (laughs) where WALL-E and Eve kind of have a dance in space. And Wally uses a, a fire extinguisher to get around. And there's like this cute little trail of fire extinguisher fluff <laughs> that kind of trails behind him. So we wanted to emulate that scene. We, we just love it. Um, so we had a, a four-tier galaxy cake. It had like stars and little like nebuloses on it. <laughs> and then... Wally and Eve on top as the cake toppers. And then uh, I don't know how many people are into kind of the organic balloon arch trend, but I love it. (laughs) So we had this gorgeous organic balloon arch um, with a little fire extinguisher (laughs) at the top um, to kind of pay homage to that really sweet scene. I thought that was so clever that the white balloons coming out of the fire extinguisher looked like the little sp- stardust stuff that he yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really it was clever. Very, very cute. Um, the hardest part of kind of that whole thing was the fire extinguisher. <laughs> so we finally found a, a blow up fire extinguisher. It's actually from the WWE. Um, (laughs) it's like a children's toy (laughs) but you know it worked it looks really cute in our pictures (laughs) Uh, but yeah 
Yeah, so a lot of fun Disney touches from a lot of different movies to kind of fill out the space. So when you were planning your elopement or your reception, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So photography and videography was huge for us. It was something that was really important to us when we were planning the Disney wedding. So I had kind of already done the groundwork of convincing my husband uh, that it was all important. So when we made the switch, um, he was totally on board with, you know, hiring a, a photo video team that could capture our day. And I'm so, so happy uh, with the team that we we picked, the the kind of war room that we had in the in the car that Friday night. Um, our photographers like positivity and energy is really one of the reasons that we went through with the elopement. Um, she was so game to get in there and make it, you know, magical and pretty even with it being chaotic. Um, so I'm so, so happy that we invested in, you know, a, a photo video team that could do that for us. Um, so that was really important. Um, on top of that, we, we had kind of guest experiences, something that was super important to us when we were planning for the Disney wedding. Um, so when, when we transitioned, we kind of took that guest experience focus to like guest safety. Um, it, it partially went out the window, but it is something we spent a lot of time worrying about while we were planning. Um, initially, we were going to have the majority of our guests for our elopement uh, stay in their vehicles. We had an FM transmitter, so we were going to have people just dial in and kind of listen to the ceremony from the safety of their cars. So we we had planned on keeping people in their cars for our immediate family uh, and friends. We had my mom was a sweetheart and made uh, face masks in our wedding colors um, that we had on or we're going to have kind of laid out on the chairs so that anybody that was going to be seated at the alumni, if they didn't have a face mask, could have a face mask. Um, for our reception, we found these really great um, kind of automatic soap dispensers that we filled with hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, we had masks available at the reception. We um, spent a lot of time worrying about social distancing, airflow at that venue, um, kind of a lot. So we, we spent a ton of effort thinking about ways to keep our guests safe um, while also making it fun. So our reception, we are not traditional people. <laughs> we wanted to have board games and just kind of make it, you know, as if people were in our home having a fun game night, but make it uber pretty and <laughs> have it in this kind of 
you know, beautiful location. So with COVID, that presented kind of an interesting challenge for us. Um, So we ended up having like spray bottles of isopropyl alcohol among like Lysol wipes and, and other things that our guests could use. So after they were finished playing a game or something, they were able to sanitize things and sanitize their hands. So yeah, just a lot of care and attention into safety. Um, And then floral was really important to me. (laughs) When, When we first started planning, I never thought I would be kind of that bride (laughs) but I totally was (laughs) um so I actually had a a faux bouquet made for um our our Florida event um I wasn't in love with the idea of just kind of hoping that Disney would be able to capture my vision so um I found this amazing faux floral artist. Her name is Angela. Um, She's at the Rosewood Boutique. Um, If you can find her on Instagram, she's insane. Um, So she made my faux bouquet. And then we took what she had created for us. Uh, She did my bouquet, uh, the boutonnieres, my bridesmaids bouquet. She kind of did all of the wedding party floral and we took that and built off of it for all of our other events um so i i call our floral kind of a tropical fusion so really kind of lush tropical greenery with more delicate traditional blooms so you know think like your monstera leaf and a peony or like a palm leaf and a rose, like just kind of a mix mash of traditional spring wedding floral and tropical greenery. Um, so we, we tied that both in our floral arch at our elopement and then into our reception space as well. That's wonderful. Were there aspects where you saved your money or your effort? It is hard because, you know, we had our Disney event already paid for. So saving money wasn't necessarily an option. But we did, we were a little more conscious of, like, the the food vendor that we chose, our caterer. We, you know, we, we could have gone with a more expensive option, but I think we were a little bit scrappier and found somebody that could still give us kind of the the comfort food that we wanted um, at a lower cost. So we had like mac and cheese and chicken and salad, like nothing too fancy. Cause again, just a, a game night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's something where we definitely saved some money. Um, and then other things that were less important to us, I would say uh, kind of like, traditions we we weren't into the bouquet toss we didn't do a garter we didn't do a first dance or a receiving line so very very early on in our planning process we we were just like no we're not gonna do 
these things that aren't important to us. Um, and, and we didn't put any effort into them after that, <laughs> um, which, you know, saved a lot of stress down the line, I feel like, um, just because we were really clear with like our families and our vendors. Um, and then we did not do a DJ. So if you're not doing dancing, I don't know how necessary a DJ is. Mm. <laughs> so that saved us a lot of money. We just had um, some speakers that all synced up and we played, you know, Disney music off of those for both our elopement and our reception. So saved some there. That's great. Do you have a favorite memory of your elopement or your at-home reception? So for our elopement, I love and am obsessed with our ceremony. Um, I think, I think back to when I was like sitting in the car and it was raining and the wind was blowing like crazy and I was so worried um, about, you know, this big moment, you know, kind of being ruined. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like after I started walking down the aisle, all of the, I don't know, all of the stress and worry that I had sort of melted away and we just kind of let our ceremony be fun. James's best man officiate was our officiant. So we had worked with him on writing our ceremony and it on its own had a lot of personality kind of thrown into it. Um, I don't know if you know the, like the trams at a Disney property, Disneyland or Disney world when you're getting on and you say like, keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the ride at all times, right? So he said that at the start of our ceremony and repeated it in Spanish like they do on the trip. <laughs> um, just to like give you an idea <laughs> how kind of how silly and, and fun we had our ceremony. Um, so I just loved the, the personalization that we were able to kind of pump into it. Um, for our, our ring ceremony, um, you know, where, you know, you take her hand and what we did instead of the really traditional verbiage, he, he said, you know, take Amber's hand and in the words of our savior, Beyonce, put a ring on it. Like, <laughs> that's just kind of who we were. <laughs> so I, I think just letting the ceremony and the fun aspects kind of wash over was my favorite part. That's wonderful. Do you have any tips or advice for couples whose wedding plans have been affected by the pandemic? Either they have been put on hold or they're trying to decide if they should postpone their wedding because they don't want to get married when there are masks and all that stuff. Yeah, I think my my biggest piece of advice would be to kind of give yourself a break. <laughs> um, nothing that's going on is 
you know, within your control. So whatever you feel like makes the most sense for you and your partner is the right decision for you and your partner. I don't think, you know, just because we chose to go ahead and have uh, an elopement and are still planning on, on a vow renewal at Disney, that doesn't mean that that's the right thing for you. Um, and that's okay. I think there's a lot of pressure to, you know, either commit and do it or cancel. Hmm. And I think you just need to, you know, give yourself a break and make the decision that's right for you because, you know, ultimately it's your day. So other people's opinions shouldn't play into that. That's great advice. Well, Amber, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice and inspiration for anyone who's interested in eloping or adding Disney touches to an at-home wedding. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks. It was super fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. If you're in business, you probably have a website, but can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots are sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R dot com.